Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Time to get you set up for all the weekend's betting action across the sports world. It's BetQL Weekend, only on the BetQL Network. Welcome in. BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Mark Drumheller and Sean Bell giving you all the betting angles you need so you can relax Sit by the pool and let your money work for you. Uh, thanks to Kate and Jake for filling in last week, but we are back um, after I was overseas with the fam. I come back, and lo and behold, in the cockpit with me is none other than Sean Bell. Sean, great to be working together again, my man. Again, I'm, I'm subbing in to, to, to try to make something happen here. We had to call in mean? the big dog. We had to ring the bell. That's what we say ring, out here yes, in Philadelphia, ring the bell. right? And not a big dog. Just you just ringing a bell. Maybe a little bell, but I'm in here to try to make you a little bit of – Chump change. But listen, perfect timing because the NBA is still taking center stage. Uh, the season has ended, but the drama keeps on rolling on, right? Lots of teams making moves, the Lakers, the Mavericks, but everybody is sitting around waiting to find out what's going to happen with Damian Lillard and the Miami Heat. Um, Lillard's agent really digging in his heels now saying that, He's going to go to Miami. Don't trade for him if you're another team. Don't try and convince him to play with your organization. What are your thoughts on that? Divorce. Isn't divorce lovely? <laughs> Isn't this just like any divorce? No matter how long the marriage was, no matter how good the marriage marriage was, when it comes time to divorce, it gets ugly. All right? the part One person doesn't want the other partner to get the house. They don't want you to get the cars. You fighting over kids. That's what this is. <laughs> Right, Dame sends sends his his agent, aka you know what I mean, his dad or aka his don't mean to say his dad, but aka whatever it would be in marriage to say, hey, go over there and tell them you ain't getting squat diddly. I don't want to go here, and I'm going to control everything. So this is just the games we play, the right? power of the player, hey, the power of the player. But the same, the organization, organization like it's divorce. I don't want to send you anywhere. I'm I'm gonna see what I can get. I'm gonna see if I can get all the bank back, despite how loyal quote-unquote, you were for the last 11 years. So that's what it is. It's getting ugly. Yep, and betters watched the Heat's odds, you know, to win uh, the NBA title move from 1,700 to plus 900 after the announcement. Um, you know, I, when I look at that team, if they add Damian Lillard, um, they're going to have to give up a lot. You know, they're going to have to give up some. They'll keep their core intact. They'll have their big three. Um, but they're definitely, I would think, the favorites, you know, if they add Lillard to that mix. When you look at Boston, the moves that they did, not sure they have an identity. They might not be done. Yeah, a lot of teams. Listen, 
to, to add on to that plus 1700 two weeks ago it was 22 at one point it was 22 to one odds when i first looked at it and i first placed the bet like okay outright winner wherever you think dame is gonna go make that bet so two weeks ago it was 22 then it was 17 and now it's nine and you know it's gonna jump to plus 450 or something like that once once dame hits miami so you know the market is changing quick and like you said boston you know they get chris Stapps, but then grant they sign and trade grant williams they're probably not done yet either like you said they're probably going to make some more moves and get some more grit and get more uh guards on their squad to further whatever they need to do to go against uh miami whatever they need to do to go against the sixers i feel like they need to because when you look at the team and where they struggled it's the offense at the end of the game. It's it's moving the ball around, you know, creating spacing, creating open shots. The offense just kind of stalls at the end of the game. And, you know, you you look at Derek White, sure, he's going to handle the ball more, but it just seems like even more pressure on Tatum and Brown. And they haven't delivered in the past, but I think the loss of Marcus Smart's going to hurt them. I'm really interested to see what they're going to do, but I can't imagine, like, who do you think that they could bring in that would really – make you comfortable that that offense is going to be good enough to win an NBA title? I don't know if they bring any win. One thing, Chris Stapps brings more offense. I think because Chris Stapps was hurt and he was in Washington, nobody was paying attention. Mm-hmm. He's Remember when he left the Knicks and how good people felt like he was potentially going to be? Yeah. Then he got hurt. Then he was in Washington. He was that way last year. He averaged 24 points and eight rebounds a game last year on, on 50% shooting, 39% from the three. So he's a major upgrade offensively over Marcus Smart, despite despite it not feeling that way. Chris Stapps is a major upgrade from the point situation, so I think they're going to get more points there. But I listen, I heard rumors that they, maybe they were trying to throw in Jalen and get Dame. Mm, now that but would be interesting. That, that was thrown out there at the same time. Again, his agent's out there saying no. He put, the agent probably went to Boston and said, don't try it. He don't want to play for y'all. Mm-hmm. But – they were throwing that in as well because there was a lot of things that said, hey, okay, can Jalen and Jason play together? But if they don't do anything, they just got to grow up, Mark. They're both 25, so they got to grow up and play better in, in, in those key situations. A lot of chapters left in the legacy of both of those key mm-hmm. players for the Celtics, but um, that would be interesting if they were able to pull a deal for Lillard. Now, if you're Damian Lillard, right, put yourself in his shoes – you want to go to Miami. That's your spot. You're like, it's Miami or bust. I like the weather. I like Jimmy Butler. I like the culture. It's a winning organization. Um, if it's not Miami, what team do you think he'd be most likely to go to? Do you think that Maury has a legitimate shot if he rolls in Tyrese Maxey and Harden, they get a third team involved, can move some stuff around? Do you think Lillard would rather play here in Philadelphia with Joel Embiid or in Boston with Jason Tatum? Ooh. But, Putting the screws to you on the yeah, first day, Sean. Yeah. That's what you get when you're in the cockpit, man. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I would say the Sixers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dame likes to make things harder on himself. Like, he doesn't want to go to – and, again, I know Miami just went to the championship. He went to the finals. But nobody looking at them as, you know, a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. He don't want to be on a team that's looked at as a juggernaut. If he goes to Boston, potentially, who's already been to the NBA finals, it's going to look like a juggernaut, and that's not what Dame wants. He wants to He doesn't he wants want to grind. the KD vibe. Yes, he wants he to – exactly. He wants yeah. to grind. And despite Sixers having Joel Embiid, they ain't getting been past the second round. So he would look like a savior coming to Philadelphia. So I think he would rather want to play in Philadelphia. 
That's a great point because, you know, Kate Constable and I earlier in the week were talking about the coach of the year odds and Nick Nurse, you know, nine to one to win coach of the year in the NBA. And I thought it was a solid buy just for the fact that if the Sixers do get over the hump and finally get out of the second round, the media storm is going to be massive. Like, like Nick Nurse is going to look like he's the guy that got them over the hump. Him coming in, he was the difference after Doc Rivers failed to move the, the uh, franchise forward, you know, coming in after Brett Brown. You know, and, and really he would turn the page on the process, so to speak, if he can do that. Doesn't even have to win the NBA championship. I think if they can get through that barrier the second round, I think it's going to really show well for Nick Nurse. But to your point, Damian Lillard could have the same effect if he comes here. Yeah, but I don't. I don't like the, his his odds, Nick Nurse. No? Just, just because if you win 50, they won how – I forgot how many games they won. They won plus mm-hmm. 50 games last year. So what? how many games do you have to improve in order to do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes coaching's years, like, There's all right. There's a ceiling. You went from 52 wins to 58 wins, mm-hmm. which is an incredible improvement. It may take you from third to one, but you ain't – they're not going to give you coach of the year for six or seven games. Like, it's, it's going to be very hard for Nick Nurse to do it. Even – we may say he he's, he did the best coaching job, and mm-hmm. him still not get it because it's not enough improvement. They won too many games last year. Yeah, I, that's true. I mean, I was kind of thinking, I was I was looking at God thinking maybe Taylor Jenkins. You take a long shot there because I think the Grizzlies, um, you know, could come out and you know make some moves in the West. Uh, just trying to figure out the different you know options along the odds board. But Damian Lillard coming to Philadelphia would be something. Ultimately, if you had to, as a better, you're looking at the odds boards. If you don't think he's going to Miami, you want to get in front of wherever he's going, right? Boston, Philadelphia. I know he mentioned Brooklyn. Golden State has been thrown out there. Apparently, that's where Damian Lillard um, initially had a little bit of interest. Uh, you know, I think he's local from Oakland, so that, that makes some sense. But again, that's it's going to look be looked at if he's worried about his legacy and how it looks. We know how that story ends when you go to Golden State, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, um, and plus, you know how Golden State is. Mm-hmm. They got KD. If there was a real opportunity, that's why I don't believe that he really wants to go to uh to play with uh Golden State mm-hmm. because they wouldn't have traded Jordan Poole. They wouldn't have went and got Chris Paul if they thought there was a chance at Dame. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way they would have been all in, just like everybody else is all in on Dame. Yeah, I, I agree. So if we're looking at the odds boards, which team do you think better should try and get a jump on? Like, do you think do you think Boston really has something up their sleeve? Here's the thing. Windhorse says Maury's got something cooking. He's got something cooking, and it's significant. And he says he wishes he could tell everybody what it is, but he's he's going to take some big swings, as we like to say here on BetQL Weekend. Um, Boston now, the rumor mill swirling that, they're planning something big as well, right? Trying to acquire capital, get involved in the trade market. What team in the East do you think betters should try and get ahead of the market on now um, as opposed do you think it's Miami? Because the, the, if they do land Lillard, those odds are going to be short. But to me, it's Miami, Boston, um, you know, or Philadelphia. I mean, I don't know if Milwaukee's odds are going to have much of an impact even with the other th- uh, three teams, you know, rumored to do something uh, you know, coming up in the next few weeks. It's tough because I look at Chicago and think Zach Levine and DeMar, that that's going to get blown up. Mm-hmm. That's what I think Windhorse is probably talking about. Hey, even if Dame ain't here, they have a potential chance to go get those guys in Chicago, right? So trade James Harden and potentially Tobias Harris to DeMar and Zach Levine. 
Both of them. How crazy would that? Yes, two max contracts and two max contracts. And then you think Chicago just kind of blows it up. And Chicago blows it up. Hey, payoffs, all those type of things. Yeah. Because I Chicago had thrown – I had asked Rick Camp about um, – we did BetQL Daily during the week. I had asked him about Chicago because I think that that's a team that has to do something. They're just stuck in the mud of mediocrity where franchises mm-hmm. get in the NBA. Uh, you know, in that play-in, you know – uh, realm, you know, how do they get out? Can't get better. You know, do they have to kind of push the button and, and tear it down? And he thinks that he agreed. He thinks they do. He just doesn't think that the organization has the awareness to do so. That would be stupid. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> right. it would. They're, they're in the mid mid level. They're in the, we're going to make the playoffs as the eighth seed, seventh seed every year and lose every year in the first round. Right. So there ain't no point. Again, and, you know, and it's not like Levine and DeRozan are high, high end. Like they're that tier below, right? They're all stars, but low level right. all stars. You know what I mean? They're like uh, the all star, the eleven, tenth, eleven, twelfth at this point in their careers. Mm-hmm. So that's all. That's all you got with this squad. So again, I look for Chicago to make something happen, uh, and 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 something happen there at, in a three three team trade, four team trade, because everybody's looking to change. And don't forget about the Clippers. They were in on James Harden. Heavily. But they don't they're like the team in your fantasy league that sends you like, you know, their parts for your best players. You know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, we'll give you like Norman Powell and let, let's get in the mix for James Harden. It's like you got to do better than that. True. True. But they also have the picks. Right. Here's some picks. Here's where because. So that's where the third, fourth teams come in. Exactly. Right. That's where they come in because the picks are going to be attractive to them. Yeah, exactly. The picks are going to be, and they again, they got a bunch of role players who will be rotational players on playoff teams, and they have picks that they can throw in the mix to help along a trade that may not happen, right? You're mm-hmm. trying to offload Harden, and, and you're trying to get Dame, but why, why won't the Clippers jump in and say, hey, I could throw you some parts if you throw me something you don't want anymore, and that's, uh, you know, again, a Tobias or a James. Okay, okay. Now, listen, you're in the cockpit with me. I'm going to put the screws to you. I need an answer. Is it Boston, Philadelphia? What team do you think is going to come out of all these rumors? It's Miami. He's with Miami. the best chance. It's Miami. It's Miami. I think it is too. It's yeah. Miami. I know. Like, and I love the deal. Sixers. I love the Sixers. I can't do it, but I don't. Bl- it, and the reason it's not Boston is, and I do not believe that the deal that they're going to do is going to address the real the things that really prevent them from winning an NBA title. I, they might make a splash. They might make a trade, but I don't know, man. They got to get a real good point guard, I think, if they're going to make this work. Like threes during the regular season, Boston's your team, right? You want a bunch of wins. You want a bunch of points. You know, you want to bet them during the season. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't like the construction of that roster. I don't think they do either, which is why you're seeing them get a facelift. Um, let's go over to the West Western Conference before, uh, you know, we had the break here. Dallas Mavericks making moves. Little eccentric. They bring back Kyrie. They're trying to make that marriage work. You were talking about marriages earlier, Sean Bell. This is one of the weirdest ones in the NBA with, you know, Mark Cuban, Luka Doncic, and Kyrie Irving. But they're trying. They they try to sign, you know, Thibel to an offer sheet. You know, Portland ended up matching that one. Um, they're bringing different people in. What are your thoughts on the Mavericks and what they're doing in the offseason? That makes no sense. <laughs> like, okay. All right, again, I know they. I understand that they didn't have a lot of time to come together, Kyrie and Luka Doncic. They didn't have a lot of time, but when Kyrie got there, they were like the fifth seed in the West. 
and then they didn't make the playoffs. They didn't even make the play-in game, I believe. So what are we doing here? Why would you bring that person back? The only reason you brought Kyrie back is because you needed to do something. No one was going to Dallas. No mm -hmm. big free agent was going to Dallas. Dallas wasn't in on any trades. So Mark Cuban was left in a position where he said, well, I got to do something because Luka might leave if I don't if I don't make a move at some point. So they had to bring Kyrie back because they gave up all their draft picks and players for Kyrie. So that just put them in a situation they had to. But I don't think throw out Kyrie's issues off the mm -hmm. court, him not playing and him being unreliable. The fit don't work. No, it I don't doesn't. Think the fit works. None. And Luka Doncic is a hard player to play with because of the unique pace that he plays. Um, interesting offseason for the Mavericks. Definitely a team to keep an eye on. Guys, we're going to go to a quick break. We will be right back. BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Coming up, MLB Talk. We're going to pick two teams in our hit and run segment that we should keep an eye on. We'll see you in a few. We'll be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM. Start your weekend betting off right with BetQL Weekend, sponsored by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Mark Drumheller, Sean Bell. Shifting over to the Diamond MLB talk with our hit and run segment. Sean, this is one of my favorite segments we started doing here on the show, uh, you know, we focus on two Major League Baseball teams uh, that we can look at from a betting perspective in the market and just kind of go over, you know, how we perceive them, right? You know, if it's a hit, that's a team that we want to back, whether it's in the next series, whether it's in the futures market, you know, how we approach it. It's a team that we believe in um, or they could be a run, could be a team that we are just going to run from no matter what, a team that we do not believe in. Everybody has those teams. Everybody, you know, they have their little black book of just it's almost like a no buy, right? Can't touch that team. And uh, so we're going to talk about the uh, Baltimore Orioles and the New York Mets. The Orioles, one of the most fun teams in the league, Sean. I mean, it, they, uh, you know, they're a franchise that hasn't had a ton of success of late, but really having a lot of fun out there, uh, getting the job done. And last night, the bats came alive, right? So now they've won two straight against the Yankees, fourteen to one um, over uh, the you know the Yankees last night. Uh, Gunnar Henderson four for four had two home runs by the fourth inning alone, uh, really hitting the cover off the ball. And this is a team, Sean, that for me personally, fifty one and thirty five. Uh, I, I think that this is a team that is not going to go away. We know Major League Baseball season is a marathon; it's not a sprint. But this is the type of team that I like to buy. You know, when you look at some of these teams, you just feel like, hey, you know what? It's their kind of season. I think it could be that kind of season for the Baltimore Orioles. Buy for what, though? Are you buying World Series buy? Are you buying playoff buy? Are you buying winning a series buy? What are you buying exactly? It's a very good question because I do think that they're a team that can make a run in the playoffs. Obviously, they are, um, you know, right in the top of the wild card race. Uh, you know, they're they're a team. They're behind the Rays. It's a tough division, right? Will they be able to catch the Rays by the end of the season? You know, I, I, I don't know. I think that's a lot to ask. But they're a team, I think, that's going to be in the playoff hunt. And when with baseball, that's half the battle. We saw it last year with the Philadelphia Phillies. 
you know, once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen because it's it, we say this in a lot of sports in baseball. I think it's it's really prevalent. It's a different season. Mm-hmm. You know, October is a different season because you can shorten your rotations, you know, in these series and it really changes the dynamic of your team. But uh, I, I think they're they're an incredibly fun team to watch. And I, I don't I don't I'm not saying the Yankees are going to go away. I think the division is going to have a lot of tough teams coming down the stretch, but I think they're a team that can make the playoffs. And then maybe, you know, as we get closer, a team to watch, then maybe as we get into the fall, they're a team you want to go after to win the World Series. Yeah, they're, they're 25 to 1 to win the whole thing. 12 to 1 right now to, to win the American League. I, again, I'm with you on playoffs. This, this happened to them last year. They were in a great spot and caved the final six weeks, two months of the season, right? Because mm-hmm. they were a young squad, weren't prepared. It's a learning ready process. For it, a learning process. Right? So I'm with you. I think they're going to make the playoffs and maybe win a first round. Uh, a series, a wild card, or whatever they're going to be in, just, you know, but not anything more than that, right? Like, I want to put anything, any money on them more than that. I think they're going to stay exactly where they are throughout the, the, the duration of the season and not move. They're going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. but they're not going to win their division, and it's going to be an early bounce. But, again, growth, learning experience. All right, this is what we did last year. We fumbled at the end. We'll get better. How do we improve on that? How do we improve on that? It's going to be the same thing this year. All right, we made the playoffs with this young squad. What do we need to add to actually be a World Series contender? So I'm with you on that. that, That's what I like uh, with that squad, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, and I it's a team that you like investing in, right? Because they're a lot of fun. There's a lot of teams like that this year. We always have, you know, the mainstays in there. You know, your Yankees, your Red Sox, all the classic Dodgers, Padres, all the big payroll teams that everybody expects to win. But when we see a team like the Orioles, a team like the Reds, right, just out mm-hmm. there having fun, lots of young, exciting players, it, it is a better I like I'll, I'm more likely to take a shot with a team like that. Now, I know it sounds a little emotional is better. We try and curb the emotion, but I, I, I believe in momentum. And I think that when a team, a young team like that starts believing in themselves, I think in baseball that can go a long way. Yeah, because it's crazy because the people will be like, listen, they haven't been good since Cal Ripken. Right. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes. We're just not going to believe in you because you've been that type of franchise for such a long time, right? It's just like, I don't know if I could bet you. I just, you're that. You're who you are. Just like the Cowboys. You were good back in the day. Like, Baltimore was good when the Cowboys were good. This is true. And, and you know what I mean? So now it's hard for people to jump on board because it's been that long. Like, I'll never jump on the Cowboy bandwagon. First of all, I hate the Cowboys, so I'm never going to be on their bandwagon. <laughs> you can but end I, it right there. I, we are I, never <laughs> going to jump on the Cowboys bandwagon no matter what. <laughs> yes, but I'm not going to pick them to win anything because of who they've been, right? So it's the same thing with the Baltimore Orioles. It's, it's sort of people don't want to believe in them. But unlike the Cowboys, I actually do believe in them this season to sort of make the playoffs, make that next step, 
uh, but not get it done. Again, it's been a long time, but they, they, that organization is figuring some things out and learning. Yeah, and, you know, the Rays struggling a little bit again, guys. You know, we are recording this on Friday, so um, not aware of what's going to happen tonight and Friday's results. But two games in a row, um, you know, won by the Baltimore Orioles, and the Rays have been struggling, you know, five-game losing streak. Uh, So maybe there is opportunity for them to claw back into the top of the division. Uh, You know, we're at the halfway mark. We got the All-Star game coming up, the home run derby. I want to talk to you a little bit about that. But before we do... Let's talk about the other side, right? A team that constantly reminds us why we shouldn't believe in them. <laughs> you know where I'm going, Sean. Doing that to my squad. The New York Mets. They are your squad. They are my You're squad. a Mets fan? Yeah. I'm from my man. There. I know. Look it's, wow. It's been a lot of heartbreak. Yeah. As you know. Do you believe in the New York Mets? No. Do you believe the team's cursed? No. Okay. I just, I mean, maybe you could say cursed with injuries. There may be a little well, something of there, but yeah. I, I just, they're old. That's part of the reason, right? Like, again, they play great, right? They've won their last five, and they've done that so playing against two teams that are in the playoff picture right now, and the Diamondbacks and the Giants, right? So mm-hmm. they've had great wins over the last five games, and they're set up to go against another team that's been an absolute disappointment, right? There's been three disappointing teams in the NL. It's been the Mets, the Padres, and the Phillies. The Phillies have looked like they've turned things around. But the Padres and Mets are still in that place of, what are you doing? Both teams under 500. And they're playing each other going into the All-Star break, which mm-hmm. I think is going to mean a lot. I I actually picked... Padres look good. I mean, listen, the, I know the Angels got banged up in that series, but mm. I, I, I'm more comfortable that the Padres will turn things around. Even though the Mets have won a couple games in a row, playing better, ah, it's hard for me to get on board. Yeah. But that's the history I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. We just talked about the Orioles' history and not want to pick you. The Mets have a history. This is the other side of the coin. This is the opposite. Yes. This is the team that we've seen time and time again not be able to get it done. You know, what happens in the offseason, right? They take the rubber band off the wide. They're dealing all over the place, spending money, bringing in big names. And, I mean, they've probably been – Cardinals probably give them a run for their money, but they've been one of the most disappointing teams of the year. Yeah, and and again, Verlander and, and, and Scherzer came in injured. That's the problem when you go mm-hmm. get 40-something-year-old pitchers. They, Especially they, pitchers, yeah. Yes. Especially pitchers. <laughs> when you get them, they're going to get injured and give you some problems. So, I listen, I think they're going to win the series against the Padres this week. Oh, okay. I, I think they have Scherzer and So Verlander they are an immediate buy for And they're you. healthy. So immediate buy for them to win this series and get dubs. But for the rest of the season, no. I would pick the Padres over the Mets because – I can't trust the 40-son-year-old Scherzer, 40-son-year-old Verlander to be healthy. If they are healthy for the rest of the season somehow, they're going back to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I feel confident in that. They have the talent. They have the talent. That has never been an and argument. they're starting to really hit. But if those two guys are shaky or one of those guys go out, there's no chance. That's why it's, it's mm-hmm. a, that's a, a, a pick that I would stay away from because it's all on those two for me. What, so, do, you, what do you think? I'm not touching the Mets. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not touching the Mets. I don't believe in this team. Um, I just think that it's the writing's on the wall with them. Now, the question is, trade deadline, They, you think they should be buyers, not sellers? I think they should be buyers. I mean, they're always buyers. For You're already so deep money. in. Yeah, You yeah. spent all this money. You got to get something out it of it, right? It depends on what they can get. Again, I think the Mets are pitching away. 
they need they need again their pitching was fantastic last year, which has been a far cry. But Degrom leaves and got unfortunately got hurt, hurt again, hurt again, and Scherzer and Verlander are hurt again. That well, you go back to Matt Harvey, whoever the Mets get at at pitching is going to be hurt. Remember Matt right? Harvey? Thor. Matt Harvey was fun for a little bit. Yeah, for a minute he was fun. Yeah, he was like Batman, right? Wasn't he? Doing yeah, the they Batman nicknamed stuff? the Dark Knight and everything. <laughs> He was nice. He was super nice. But again, Mets can't have anything nice. He got hurt in that World Series run. Yep. At the at the very end, and it was like, okay, well, it's it's over for Matt. It hasn't been the same since that World Series run. The gambling gods came down and said, uh, "No, sir, you cannot have anything nice." Yeah. The the Mets are the 49ers of of baseball. Yep. Always hurt at the key position. Always a ton of talent. The, the ton always of talent. Hurt. Always hurt in the key position, and that and that bites you. So you can't bet on the Mets just because of. Again, if they had stud thirty something year old pitchers, I would say buy the Mets. Young they're turning, guys, they're right? You have young around. guys coming in there that you can count on to go deep into the fall. When we get to September, we get to October. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're going to need those. Hey, listen. You get, it's hoodie season that time. Yeah. You know, the chill starts coming through. The old bones, yeah, we know Sean Bell. The old bones start aching a little bit more, yeah. right? You know? And mind you, Scherzer's 8-2. and two. Right. Right? He's pushed pretty well. Again, he has a 4.03 ERA. But a lot of that is because his early starts were that bad. The games mm-hmm. he's lost and hasn't been out, he's gotten hit out of this world. But the games he's been good, he's been really good. But again, when you injure, you injure. And that's good. That's, that, that's what comes along with being injured. Absolutely. And when you have a veteran team, that's something you got to watch out for. Um, don't mean to break my man Sean's heart, but I knew he had an idea. We we're going to go this way coming in, but I can't touch the Mets. You're, the Mets are all yours, my friend. I got to back off them. They I'm are backing n- off too, even though they're mine. So, you know, we're on the same page. <laughs> there we go. Um, let's talk a little bit about home run derby, right? Okay. Home run. Everybody loves dingers. Everybody loves bombs. Um, it's, I think the home run derby might be overtaking the all-star game as the main attraction here. Uh, speaking of the Mets, the guy I would invest in, Pete Alonso, uh, plus 275, the favorite to win the home run derby. You know this guy's going all out for the home run derby. This is his thing. He loves it. He, lo- <laughs> he, he loves, loves it. it. He loves it. Two-time champ. Mm-hmm. He loves it. So, plus 275, but Julio Rodriguez. I, that name jumped out at me, too. You know, our guy, Jake, who does a tremendous job handicapping baseball, wins me money all the time. Um, you know, he he brought up, you know, uh, Luis Robert. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, you know what? He could come in and be the replacement when they were still looking to kind of, like, fill the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, look how short those odds are. Plus 400, second favorite. You know, up there with Vladdy Jr., so... Uh, oh, and they are, and Pete is facing off with Julio in round one. So Julio would need a huge upset there. But Oh, see, I didn't know that. He can knock him out. From, I like that. See, I'm a, that's where I'm different, Sean. I'm like, I want my guy striking fast before Alonzo gets warmed up. You know, it's just like a bar fight, right? You got to swing first, so that way the bouncers are going to be in there quick. You mm. swing first, you get your shot in, and then the bouncers pull you away, and you're like, hey, you know what? I got you, man. That's, you got to strike first here. I like that Julio is lined up with Pete Alonso. That's tough. I didn't realize that because, again, Julio lost lost some traction at the end last year, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe he's coming back this year understanding how to pace himself. Like, all right, I know how I need to pace myself in order to win this thing, right? That That's his mindset. He's done it before. You were close to winning. You could come in and pace yourself. But now, if you got Pete Alonso in the first round, ain't no pacing yourself. So even if he beats Pete, 
You think there's He's an adrenaline dump? He's gonna be gassed dump. afterwards. Oh, there's gonna be an adrenaline dump. You, We're if, doing the if, adrenaline cap here first on Pete, weekend. If you're first against Pete, you gotta say to yourself, "I need to hit a million home runs," because this is what Pete does. Yep. The adrenaline's going. You going all out to hit a million home runs because you know Pete can knock me out. So you have to go that hard. So even if he gets past Pete, I don't like him to go all the way. I'm taking him off my board. You just made me t- I was going to actually think about picking him to win. I'm now taking him off the board because you just told me that information, which I should have known, but still, I don't like it. I, all think, right. I think Pete and Julio might gas themselves out. All right, real quick. We, you know, we got about a minute before the break. Give me your play for the home run derby. Vladdy. Vladdy. Just because I love this. Four to so one. Much. So much. Let's go, Vladdy. I'm gonna go Robert four to one. I gotta, I gotta back my man Jake. He wins me money all the time. Why stop now? Okay, right. Why should we stop now? So give me Robert four to one. Um, but keep an eye on Mookie Betts, man. Yeah. Keep an eye on Mookie. You think so? It's weird. I feel like are, is Mookie just happy to be here? Yeah, but this is a kind of happy to be here thing. Sometimes you go in there without, you know, the pressure. These guys all beat each other up. He just kind of sneaks in there at the end. He's got the talent to turn it on when he needs to. Very interesting, but let's run to a quick break. We'll be back. BetQA Weekend brought to you by BetMGM Sportsbook. Coming up after the break, best bets, and we're going to hit everything around the sports world. We'll see you in a bit. We'll be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM. Start your weekend betting off right with BetQL Weekend, sponsored by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Third and final segment, BetQL Weekend, presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Mark Drumheller, Sean Bell, ready to talk money now. Put money in your pockets. That's what you guys are here for. Third and final segment, we're going to do our big swings parlay, right? See if we can, you know, carve out a little piece of the bankroll and uh, make a big splash, right? You know, and then also we got our best bets, um, you know, for the weekend. Can I get back into the groove? I was on a heater, Sean. We started this show 10 weeks ago, three bets per week, 23 and seven. My best bets have been 23 and 23 and seven. So we're going to see if we continue. There are rumors in the betting market. That my vacation to London and Paris that I just returned from mm-hmm. would throw me off. People are concerned. The people out there are like, is you he going to come might back? might not be focused. Is he going to come back, you know, with right. the heaters? Mine, you know? Mine's still somewhere else. Mine's yep. still on vacation. Is he going to be able to refocus on this thing? I don't know. We've got to fo- listen. The know. elite players win unconditionally, right? Yeah. I'm not Joey Chestnut, right? I don't show <laughs> up and, and, and come up small when everybody's waiting, you know? Throwing down 62 dogs. Are you kidding me? Late work. What do you do? If you want to be elite, Jordan put up 38 with the flu. You just he he won though. How you taking shots at Joey when he won? He, who'd he win? He's his own competition. He oh, lost. Boy. You gotta set records. You gotta be a record. So if you want to be considered, you want to be up there in Mount Rushmore with Michael Jordan, with Tom Brady, mm. with Wayne Gretzky. You gotta do better than 62. Disrespect. Yes, way he was. He was disrespectful he, he to the has, world tuning in. He has two eight, basically eight season winning streaks. Yeah, it's nice. There's no competition. Not, not good enough for you. No okay. competition. All right. 
He's lucky. He's getting soft in his old age. Doing it 15 years straight. You know, he just doesn't come out with the same hunger. 62. Very small. I was disappointed, but listen, I'm not going to disappoint my people because the best of the best, they come out and they win no matter what. That's what okay. I'm going to do right here. But let's start with our big swings segment. Love this one. Step right up and take a big swing. Our parlay. I got a banger here, Sean. Okay. Plus 1,400. Um, I think you have one, don't don't you as well? Plus you got a four, big play. Plus fourteen hundred. Plus fourteen hundred. We're gonna put money in your pockets this weekend. We've been getting close on this one. The big swings have not been as successful as the best mm. bets, but I have a feeling things are gonna change here. We're gonna go to the UFC. We're gonna take a three fighter parlay. We're gonna take Jimmy Crute by decision against Alonzo Menafield. Um, these two guys fought back in February to a draw. It was Crute's first fight back. Um, in a few months, he was coming off injuries. Now he's back in the flow of consecutive camps. Um, I like him to win this fight. Jimmy Crute by decision. And then we have Jalen Turner by TKO, KO, or sub. So we have Jalen Turner to finish Dan Hooker. And then also we have the GOAT, Alexander Volkanovsky, featherweight champion. He's going to be successful defending his title against Yair Rodriguez. We're going to play him on the money line. So it's Jimmy Crute by decision, Turner by KO, TKO, or sub, and Volkanowski by money line, plus 1,400 on the NBA, uh, MGM Sportsbook app. So okay. uh, make sure you guys hit that one up. Sean, what do you got for us? See, I'm I'm basic. I don't I don't have I don't have what you have. I'm just gonna do do a, a All Star Game parlay. This is perfect. Just just Vlad, this is perfect. Vlad Guerrero Jr. doubling down on him winning. Okay. Uh, uh, at at plus three fifty, I'm gonna parlay that with the National League with the upset. Ooh, I like this. You know what I mean? Just put those two together and win some money, right? To, I to, like it. Take take the underdog each time. National League with the win, and then yes. Vlad, Vlad Guerrero and Vlad to win Guerrero the home Jr. run derby. The home run derby. What odds are we looking at? I'm trying to put it together. I can't put it together right now. Oh, trying to put it together my, right my, now. My odds are being funny, so I'll come back with you. All right, now. we'll come back. We'll hit that one at the end of the segment before we get out of here, but that's going to be a good one. I like it. I mean, Vlad Rare by himself, uh, you know, is is good enough to put a little chunk in your pocket. Now you're getting the, uh, the National League money line in there as well. I like it. Let's get to some best bets um, for the weekend. I'm going to start it off. I talked about Jimmy Crute. We put him the win by decision in the parlay. You don't have to get that crazy. My best bet is going to be Jimmy Krupp to win by money line, minus 130. So a little bit more conservative approach than we're putting in the parlay. But this is a spot where I like Krupp. I, I talked about it a little bit. Coming, you know, now he's in consecutive camps. He's got the injuries behind him against Menafield. Menafield's a fighter who is, he's round one KO or bust, right? He's either going to knock Krupp out early or he's going to get worn out with Krupp's grappling. I, I'm leaning towards the latter. When these guys fought back in February, mm -hmm. Sean, Crute opened up as a minus 230 favorite, got bet down to minus 170. I got this play at, at minus 110 earlier in the week. Still at minus 130 at the current number. It's a buy. Take Jimmy Crute on the money line. Um, my second best bet okay. is going to be Alexander Volkanovsky inside the distance. So we're going to get a little more aggressive here. We played him on the money line in the parlay. We're gonna uh, we're gonna play him to get the finish here at plus money. Volkanovski is a huge favorite. Uh, you know he's gonna cost you about four dollars in the betting market. Uh, Volk inside the distance plus one twenty five, and then my third best bet is gonna be the San Diego Padres taking on your New York Mets on Saturday. You like the Mets to win the series? I do. They can do that. 
but they're just not going to win on Saturday. Blake Snell on the hill. Massive pitching mismatch against Peterson. Um, you'll probably get it. Anything 2-1 to one or less is good. Uh, if you can get first five, if that's a better price, definitely hit that. But it should be around, I'm guessing, 175 the odds right in that neighborhood when they're opened at the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Snell, three earned runs over his last 30 innings and his last five starts. Padres coming off a sweep of the Angels. I think they get it done behind their ace, Blake Snell. So those are the three best bets. Croup money line, minus 130. Volk inside the distance, plus 125. And San Diego Padres on Saturday, first five or money line. We'll call it money line to grade the bet. Okay. See, I'm going to give you some build the bank stuff. Nice. Some stuff that I just, I always bet on it because it usually works for me. It almost always works for me. Just, it, it may not, you may not win huge money, but it allows you to make risky bets somewhere else because this is always going to build your bank. First thing I'm going to do is the Las Vegas Aces versus the Minnesota Link WNBA on Sunday. The Las Vegas Aces, I bet on everything. I bet them to win a championship. They are, in my arguably, the greatest WNBA team ever assembled. I mean, you have to go back to when I was younger. I was a kid when WNBA just started, and they had Cheryl Soup, Cynthia Cooper, Tina Thompson over with the Houston Comet. That's how good this squad is. I think better. So I put all money for them to win and cover on everything. So I think they're going to cover. I think right now the record is something like 17-1. and one. I know it was fifteen to one, fifteen to one earlier in the week. I was yeah. kind of talking to Kate about the league and they're trying to get my feet wet. Sixteen, 16 and, one. and one right now. They got a game Friday night tonight. They're gonna win that game. Uh, <laughs> they just dominate squads, with, especially if they're into it. Mm -hmm. They've gotten lazy at some points. We're like, yeah, but when they're into it, they dominate. So it's gonna it, to me that's easy money. It, it again, bet on the Vegas Aces every game, Love and, it. and you're likely to win almost every time. Um, Shohei Otani anytime home run mm. for every game. Why not? Why not going into the All Star break? Yeah, why makes not? sense. Why not him get one out of here before this break? So yes, I think he's gonna leave this weekend with a number another home run. I'm gonna put that on the market again. I don't know what it's gonna be on Sunday, but that's what I would. That's when I would put it. But Did I would put it on Saturday. Up? And I Sunday. think he might have got banged up. Did he get banged up? Yeah, he's not. He's, he's not good? pitching. Okay, he's good. Uh, from, the from, blister. From what I understand, the blister. He's right. not pitching. So he's but hitting. He, he, I got the you. Last I checked, he was hitting. Gotcha. So he's not pitching, but my he's apologies. Hitting. Yeah. And so that's where I would go. And Scherzer in San Diego for the final game. I told you, I think the Padres are going to win that. Uh, the the Mets are going to win the series against the Padres this weekend. Mm -hmm. You obviously have Snell beating them in, the, in on the Saturday game. Which, so then they got to win the course, Sunday so game. So they got to win the Sunday game. Again, I think they win with Verlander and Scherzer on the mound. And I think the Mets close out uh, the the final stretch to the All-Star break, winning seven out of eight, winning their last three series. I think Scherzer gets it done uh, against uh, Musgrove and San Diego on Sunday at 410. So those are the three games that I'm looking at. Sunday, Sunday, all Sunday situations. Although, again, I would bet Shohei to get a home run at some point during the weekend. So bet bet every time for him to get at least one home run this weekend. I love it, man. He, I mean, he's so much fun to watch. Uh, definitely can't wait for the All-Star. Can't wait for the home run derby. Mm -hmm. um, Going to be a lot of fun this weekend. We'll talk about it more when we come back next weekend. And Zach Kroll just put in our uh, – in our chat, you can bet on who's going to win the series. 
between the Padres and the Mets. Get a little plus money with the Mets. What plus is it? 105 for the Mets. Padres minus 125 are the favorites to win the series. Uh, you know, the weekend series with the Mets. Uh, Padres minus 125. Mets plus 105 at the MGM Sportsbook app. I'm going, yeah, I'm going with the Mets. You like it. So, listen, before we get out of here, let's hit a little bit of Summer League, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Victor Wembiyama is the, the talk, you know, uh, of the NBA as far as, you know, rookies coming in. But what are your thoughts on what you've seen so far in the Summer League, some players that we should watch out for? Is there a team out there that you like to win the Summer League? Is there a player that we should be looking at as far as, like, the MVP market? My first thought was, why is Keegan Murray playing? Why do you play even one game? You was the MVP before. And right. now you coming back. You were a starter he on had a, a lot playoff of fun. team. He had a lot of yes. fun. He's like, a, why should I stop, right? You were a starter on that Sacramento playoff team. Why are you in the why are you here? This is taking advantage. This isn't fair. Now, again, it's always hard because some of these guys, you don't know how long they're gonna play. Mm-hmm. Keegan ain't playing the whole time. Right? Like some of these guys, like, they ain't playing the whole time. So get out of here. So a lot of these sophomore guys are like, eh. How yeah. much is how this much is, is not for you? This is not for you. I like Chet, but I don't know how much Chet is going to play. Right. Chet the other day, again, the last I saw him play, it was like 13 points, 10 rebounds, couple blocks, couple steals. It was just like Chet. Okay. And again, I know that's also unfair because I know he didn't play last year because he was hurt, but he got a year to get his body right. Mm-hmm. I actually like Chet for rookie of the year odds over Victor. Mm. The not, think not about bad. this. Anytime a player sits out, he wins the next year. Ben Simmons, true, yep. Joel, Blake Griffin. Anytime one of those top picks sit and get to just rest and get right and look at the NBA and learn, they're going to win the next year. Yeah. So I'm picking Chet for rookie of the year. I'm picking Chet if he plays enough games in this summer. Yeah, that's the key because I think the coach had kind of hinted that he might be done. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. you know, you have to see. But I'm excited about the Thunder in general. Like, I think SGA, like, going into next year, we are talking a little bit earlier in the week just about, you know, some of those teams – you know, made a leap into, you know, the playoff, you know, in that mid-tier. And, you know, can they make another leap, right? Can they continue to push some of those teams that made the postseason out of the way? Uh, I think the Thunder are going to be a fun team to watch. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Whether it's summer league, regular season, everything. That, that's the team, you know, when we talk about them in the future. Playoffs. Like real playoff teams. Yeah. into the regular season. So I'm with you on that. Summer league and everything. Listen, Sean, had a blast. Uh Real quick, 60 minutes, man, of sports betting rocket fuel. We got it in there. We got the people some winners. Can't wait to do it all again next week. Thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, uh, BetQL Weekend, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for joining us. BetQL Weekend, sponsored by BetMGM Sportsbook. Mark Drumheller, Sean Bell. We'll see you guys next week. We'll be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM.